Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence. I am Parrish Alford, the Ole Miss beat writer with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. I'm joined by Ole Miss baseball color analyst and career hits leader Brad Henderson. We're going to talk baseball in the program today. Baseball's gotten off to a great start there in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown in Arlington, Texas. Brad, how you doing, man? Good, good, Parrish. It's, it's nice to wake up. Uh... And realize you're the number one team in the country. It makes it a little easier. Get but up. You know what? It puts me in, in an unusual position. Yes, uh, uh, the new Baseball America Top 25 released this morning. Uh, they have elevated Ole Miss to number one. Uh, when we refer to the polls, Brad, in the Daily Journal, and there are so many of them, sure. we just decided several years ago we're going to hone in on D1Baseball.com. Uh, okay. we, you know, a, lot, a lot of guys do good work, okay? A lot of guys do good work. Uh, at other places, but, you know, we, we like what we see there and respect the job that they do. And, and so we're going to hone in on their poll. So I'm hoping that, uh, that they uh, make Ole Miss number one as well. Uh, we'll see, but right now Ole Miss number one in the country in baseball uh, America. Uh, Brad, I feel like I owe you an apology, man. I, I, you know, I, I dropped that state farm in there on the college baseball showdown. I, <laughs> I, I should have just kind of let that slide, but let's talk about Alpha Insurance a little bit, man. Uh, sure. Obviously, uh, you're away a little bit. Uh, um, what uh, what kind of problems are people experiencing uh, through this ice storm? Because it uh, when when you get the weather like we've had over here, a lot of it uh, springs up with leaky faucets, pipes bursting, things like that. When you think you're in the clear. You know, it's when yeah. the melting starts that a lot of problems yeah. begin. What What are you guys hearing about? Yeah, you know, obviously there's been some auto accidents. People were just tired of being inside and decided to get out on these slick roads. And, you know, we, we've had some claims as far as those goes. And, and then we've had some, you know, snow getting on patios, caving in patios or, or metal carport type, you know, building structures. And then, like you said, the, the pipes bursting. But one thing we, we really pride ourselves on is our – our claim service there and they're, they're just right down the road from my office. So we know them on a personal level. So if you, if you have a claim, call us at two, three, six, one, five, seven, five. If you have a question and, and you're not even with us, call us and we'll be happy to help. Um, what's the turnaround time, Brad, on, on getting people the help they need? I don't, I'm not talking from a claims perspective because I know y'all are going to get there as fast as you can, but uh, just getting, the workers, whether it's a plumber or, or someone to help with a patio roof that has collapsed. I mean, you know, those guys uh, are in great demand right now. I mean, how do you go about uh, getting them to people quickly? Yeah, it, it's all about supply and demand. You know, Parrish, you, you don't want to just get somebody there. You, you want to get somebody there that can do it right. Uh, so obviously, if, if you have a claim, we're, we're going to have our adjusters contact you that day and walk you through the process. So it's a it's a fairly quick turnaround. We just want to make sure it's done right. Folks, we want to thank Oxford Park Commission for being our partner. They are currently registering for adult flag football ages 16 and up. Feel like a kid again in the backyard with the Oxford Sport and Social Club. This is four on four flag football, maximum of 10 on the roster. Team captains pick their players and submit them to the Oxford Park Commission. Cost is $125 per team. Uh, season opener is coming up quick, March the 1st, and the season runs through April the 5th. There will be a week off for spring break. All games will be played at M-Trade Park. 
visit OxfordParkCommission.com to register before February the 25th. Uh, Brad, did you play some flag football in college, man? I did not. I don't think uh, the baseball staff would have been real happy if uh, any of us would have been out there <laughs> playing flag football. Yeah, we hear those stories every now and then, uh, an athlete uh, getting hurt and in uh, something like that. And then sometimes we hear about them uh, uh, kind of joking around in the locker room and somebody slips and falls. I mean, that, those things happen. But, <laughs> but sure. Uh, look, man, let's talk baseball. Uh, the Rebels, big weekend so far. Got another big one today. Two o'clock start against number nine, Texas. Uh, this will be the third and final game for Ole Miss in Arlington. Two wins to start the season. Uh, a nice uh, seven to three win against TCU on Saturday, and follow that up five to four against Texas Tech, number three Texas Tech uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, look, um, I I've got some uh, things in mind, Brad. Some questions, some note things that have stood out to me. But what have you seen? What has stood out to you from this team uh, in two games? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there, okay. there are good. There's all of that. Yeah, there is all of those three. Uh, the the good for me, Parrish, is we can say defense, but but let's throw that out the window. Good for me is I was questioning whether this, whether this team would have the same type chemistry they've had they had last year, and one hundred percent they have that. Now it's going to be a little different just because there's new faces, but if you saw what they had last year and realized how special that was. That, that's half the battle in, in such a long season. This team's got it. That's a good thing for me. The bad so far, which is going to be corrected because it, it, it wasn't evident last year, is the number of walks that the veteran pitchers have given up. Uh, I, I think we've walked 17 or 18 guys in two games. You've probably got the numbers in front of you. And that's a startling number considering the emphasis that Coach Bianco puts on uh, throwing strikes. Uh, the ugly for me is kind of uh, – it, it actually came from Coach Mike Clement after our first win against TCU. He said an ugly win is better than a pretty loss. And we've got two ugly wins, but we're 2-0. You know what? Uh, let's start with the, with the pitching, uh, okay. Brad. Obviously – a uh, huge performance from uh, Taylor Broadway in relief against TCU. Uh, I, I think he may have walked just one, something, something like that. Uh, you know, no no runs. I mean, I obviously came in and just uh, shut the door. Little um, disappointing uh, to see Doug McKenzie start and, and that he didn't sure. go farther in that game, obviously, just what one and two-thirds innings. We've talked before about – you know, sometimes uh, when when you live with that breaking ball, you, you got to be uh, really close to perfect with it. It's got to drop in just the right spot, or you've got to have uh, the umpire with a wide strike zone, and that's a variable that you can't control that, that's right. that could change from game to game. So he had some placement issues, obviously, in the first game, uh, one and two-thirds innings. Uh, didn't really like the walks from the relievers yesterday against Texas Tech, I think maybe seven uh, in that game, uh, four by um, Max Chofi. And, and Max, uh, you know, didn't give up a run in one and two-thirds. But, uh, look, uh, he put him on base, uh, and he created some difficult uh, difficult situations for himself. Uh, Mike Bianco said he felt like Max might have gotten a little, little tired at the end. 
what I see from the bullpen in two games is that it's really good at the top end. Uh, Taylor Broadway came in and, and did his thing. Uh, very good at the top end. Uh, not so dominant when uh, Mike started getting deeper into it on Sunday. However, uh, he had the buttons to push. He had to push some buttons to get to the finish line, but he had the buttons to push, used a lot of guys, ran a lot of guys in there. And uh, while nobody was uh, as locked in as Broadway was on Saturday, uh, collectively, they got it done. Uh, what, what are you seeing from uh, from the bullpen? Yeah, I mean, uh, Trophy, Miller, the, those, those guys have been there. They've done it. You know, I, I don't expect anything less. And I'll say this, Parrish, it, it's – I don't care if you're 18 or if you're a six-year senior. Uh, they're running out in front of 17,000 people in a big league stadium against the number four team in the country. Um, it, it's it's still intense. I mean, I, I, I'll i never forget my senior year. Just having butterflies that first game, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's still – so I think a lot of that's played into it. And, uh, you know, they're going to be there in the end as far as the bullpen goes. I, I don't worry about it. But, you know, I also see the value in, you know, Luke Baker gets – he only faces one batter yesterday. And Mike said it in the post game. He came in and threw strikes. Now, he gave up a base hit. But that's a freshman. His first outing, he comes in and he throws strikes. I thought that was a positive – I thought Jackson Kimbrell and Drew McDaniel got some key innings that first day. You know, the, those guys really weren't factors last year, and we're going to have to have them this year, especially Kimbrell being left-handed. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we, we can – everybody's going to play the numbers game, but, I mean, we're two games into it. To me, the biggest thing is just – has been the amount of walks, but I don't foresee that being a problem long-term. Um, who comes uh... – who comes out of the bullpen today, Brad? Uh, will Mike reach even deeper, or will he try and squeeze a little more out of Broadway and Miller? Uh, will some guys make some second appearances? You know, I, it'd be hard for me to believe that Taylor Broadway is, is can throw again mm -hmm. uh, after throwing quite a few pitches. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have his numbers. Four innings. I don't have his – Yeah, he threw four innings, I, and I can't remember how many pitches he threw, but it was a stressful four innings. And, uh, and I mean that as, you know, close game, had to get us out of the jam in the sixth, uh, some high-intensity pitches. But uh, I would think everybody else would be ready other than Max Chopey. Uh, you, you heard he, he had a little – Mike took him out yesterday because he had some tenderness. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I wouldn't think he's going to be available, but I would think everybody else would be all hands on deck. And you just hope Derek has a good outing, can get you four or five, you know, anything else would be gravy, but uh, and then you piece it together. And, and clearly, there's several guys that haven't pitched yet. Uh, but I, I would, I would think those last eight, nine, ten guys are ready to go. Uh, what about Tyler Myers? What do you hear on him? I mean, he's somebody that may run out there today, but I haven't heard much about his health, his, uh, you know, his preseason practice. I know he's coming off the Tommy John surgery. Yeah, no, he he's he's good to go. Uh, physically, he's as they they said he's he's where he was. Velocity wise, he's back. Uh, you know, it's just to me, it's always the mental side of it uh, on the on the on the surgery side of things. Is can can he overcome that? You know, because the last pitch he threw full full speed, uh, you know, he hurt his elbow pop. You know, and can can he mentally get over that hurdle 
of, of that. To me, that's always the challenge. But, no, he, he's ready to go if need be. Did you deal with that kind of serious injury? Did you have that any? Uh, you know, I broke my leg in high school playing yeah. football. And, uh, yeah, I did. You know, when, when I got out of my cast, and this was in high school, and, and you start to run, uh, I limped really bad because I, I gave to the other leg more just because mentally I, it was just hard for me to put all the pressure back on that same leg that I had broken. So yeah, it took me a long time to uh, get over that and it, it didn't help with my speed, but I, good thing I wasn't fast anyway. So it didn't really matter. Yeah, if I lived yeah. Didn't, didn't know what you were losing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now the high school uh, broken leg, there were some, uh, some uh, early mornings in the pool at the wellness center, as I recall. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned 17,000 in the crowd and, and what that can do. I hadn't, I had not seen attendance figures uh, for this. Are they socially distanced or are there limits to how many Globe Life is putting in? I mean, how are they handling uh, the crowd? Yeah, COVID? I, I say 17. I, I think they were legally supposed to allow uh, 16, 8. Yeah. Uh, and there are no tickets left. To be honest with you, Paris, I'm not sure that there's more. There's not more than yeah. 17, uh, especially yesterday. And, and Ole Miss plays at a really good time because they're the middle game. So typically the, the early game will stay and watch a little while, and, and then the late game after us will show up. So we, we it's we're getting the best of both worlds. So we've, we've had the biggest crowds uh, both days, and, and it's, it's, it's electric. Uh, it's a beautiful part, but – uh, it's, it's intense. And, uh, obviously yesterday, I mean, the ending bases loaded two outs, you know, blah, 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 uh, was, it was, you know, you could just feel the tension and the excitement on that last pitch. I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, roof has been open these two games. Is that roof right? has been, it's been closed both days. Been closed both days. Okay. Retractable roof. Let's talk about, uh, this offense a little bit, uh, Brad, we're, uh, I've seen a couple of big innings. Uh, they were unable to extend the lead after that five-run third on, on Sunday. Obviously, uh, you know, Texas Tech has a good bullpen as well. Uh, what are you seeing from this team offensively? I mean, some guys that, uh, you know, we thought would hit haven't gotten there yet. Uh, uh, Tim Elko, I think, is one for eight. Kevin Graham, just one base hit. What I see in Graham, though, is uh, being selective and not striking out. That's been an issue for him. Uh, earlier in his career. Uh, so there is that. Obviously, uh, uh, Jacob Gonzalez, uh, the freshman, a big game yesterday. Peyton Chatagnier, a big game on Saturday against TCU. Uh, what, are, what are you seeing? What are your takeaways from the offense right now? Well, I, you know, we're again, we go back. It, it's kind of – you have to give credit to who we're playing, too. You know, if, if we were if we were swinging this way and, and we've got, say, a, a Princeton in like we did last year – I'd be worried about it. But I think these, as a collective whole, we've had some really good at-bats. We've hit the ball hard. Uh, yeah, we're going to strike out some because that's what we do. But eventually, we're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, you, you just know Tim Elko is going to get it going. But, I mean, it's a, it's a two-game body of work. Right, right. Very uh, small. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I really I, – I think maybe Justin Bench may be the only starter that doesn't have a hit. Uh, you may, you may have to check me on that, but you know, like I said, I look at it from a hitter's perspective of, are they having good swings? 
like you are, is Kevin Graham, is he swinging at those pitches that he swung at in the past on the breaking balls in the dirt? Uh, and, and he's not, but again, we're, we're two games into it. Typically this time of year, the, 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 the offense is going to be behind, uh, the pitching and, and, and it just takes, you know, four five, six games to get used to seeing live pitching. And, uh, so am I worried about the offense? No. Um, uh, but yeah, we, nobody has just kind of come out of the gates like Kel Baker did last year, but collectively, They've hit really well with runners in scoring position, and and you know the big inning. They've 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 had enough big innings now to come away with two wins. Are you seeing hard hit balls? I'm, of course, I'm I'm not uh, haven't subscribed to Flow Sports. I'm I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yesterday, Ben Ben Van Cleef's first at bat. He didn't get a hit yesterday, but but he had a line drive to the third baseman that about took his head off. You know, and it. You just see good misses. Uh, Justin Bench, you know, yesterday hits a ground ball hard up the middle. We happen to be stealing, so the second baseman happens to be standing. You know, we're putting the ball in play and uh, at hard, not not just easy grounders. But again, they, these staffs are really good. You know, they're ranked in the you're ranked in the top ten because you got really good arms. And uh, you know, like I said, we've just been fortunate enough to get. Big base hits, especially with runners in scoring position with two outs. Well, you mentioned um, Princeton and the schedule last year. And while the schedule was very good with uh, with Louisville and, and then going on the road at East Carolina, playing an Indiana team there, this schedule after leaving Arlington, of course, there's Arkansas State on Tuesday. So that's four games in four days. Um, it's it's kind of a sneaky good schedule coming up, Brad, after that. When you look at, at Central Florida and uh, my alma mater, Louisiana Monroe, uh, which is on an upswing, yep. uh, and you, you put Belmont in there out of Nashville, you know, they're yep. typically uh, – they, these are teams that are, are going to be NCAA tournament quality teams. Whether or not they get there sometimes in a one-bid league or a league that's not going to go as deep as the SEC – you're still talking about, uh, I think, uh, a pretty quality schedule uh, after Arlington, and I believe it's uh, UCF this weekend. I mean, that's that's uh, it's it's a competitive schedule uh, coming up. Yeah, it is, and all those teams will be capable, you know, of 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 beating Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, Arkansas State is going to come in on Tuesday, and now you have a target on your back. You know, they, they, whether we win today or not, we won two out of three against, you know, we either sweep or win two out of three. So everybody knows who you are now. And uh, those those teams will be fired up to get to play a top five Ole Miss team. Um, you know, but, but I think it's a good schedule because it, it keeps Ole Miss focused. You know, you, you, you're not – we're not having that so-called cupcake type where, where sometimes you can lose focus – Arkansas State's always played them tough. UCF obviously is going to be really good. Uh, you know, like you said, we've got Monroe in that stretch. We've got La Tech, who's been good in that stretch. Uh, Belmont. You know, it'll be a challenge. Um, we're at 18 in a row. They can't last forever. Uh, any of those teams are capable of beating you, but but they are hot, Parrish. And, and this dates back all the way to last year. Interesting to see that uh, momentum carry over like that. And when we talk about, you know, pitching being ahead of offense, 
that wasn't the case for Ole Miss in preseason practice. I mean, as, as uh, Mike would tell us, he thought the, the hitters really dominated the, uh, the intra-squad. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, day three of this tournament uh, facing uh, Texas's third. Well, that's right. But, well, and, and but here, here's why I think that's the case is, is those hitters have seen those pitchers, Ole Miss pitchers so much, you know, they haven't seen the Texas pitchers that we faced this weekend. But, yeah, I mean, if you saw Gunnar Hoagland, you know, you were getting hit your 24th at bat against him, you've got a pretty good idea of some tendencies. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the Ole Miss hitters had finally come to grips with how, how to face the Ole Miss pitchers, and yeah. we're starting to make it. You know what I'm saying? But but this is all new to them. So, it, it's just kind of been always been that way in baseball. It just kind of takes your offense – just a little bit longer to get going as, as opposed to the pitchers. Brad, uh, <clears throat> have you guys uh, – what, what kind of logistical challenges have you guys dealt with there at the hotel with regard to the winter storm, the ice storm? You know, Texas dealing with so much. I know there was a point where Arlington was under a boil water notice. There, what kind of challenges have, have you guys and, and the team uh, faced there just from a travel perspective? Yeah, you know, you, you said it. The first two days we were under a bull water notice, um, which at the end of the day, is, is it's been fine. It's been good. I, them pushing the tournament back one day uh, needed to be done, and it's worked out well because by the time we had gotten here, everybody had power. Um, everybody's Everybody was on the upswing. Uh, the, the only thing that I've noticed – uh, that's probably been, and this is just being a prima donna, is we've not had internet. Uh, it's been in and out. Uh, and and I'm not being the prima donna, but these guys, this staff uses the internet so much for, right. you know, recruiting. And, yeah. and you know, and, and that's such a huge part of their daily life as far as that goes, recruiting and scouting reports and this, that, and the other. And it's just made it a little tougher. But other than that, it's it's been – We'll, we'll say it normal. It's been normal. Have, uh, you, have now, you noticed any uh, uh, challenges along those lines at the stadium? Has have there been a you know shortage of water or anything like that at the stadium? No, no. And you had asked earlier about the stadium. They they, they do have it social distance, uh, but no uh, water, food, all that has, has been – and they were worried about the food coming in, you know, uh, because so many people – were the logistics of, of just food. Uh, they couldn't, you know, get it to the stadium. They couldn't get it to the hotel. And and, I, and it goes back to the first night I got here, I, I asked for some ketchup. Well, the, the, they didn't have any because the truck wasn't able to be here, you yeah. know. So you think of little things like that and you put it in perspective when you've got a 40,000-seat stadium. But, no, Globe Life, the only, I'll say this, the only thing that I, that they don't have is I went to the gift shop last night after our game trying to get a tournament hat or something like that, and all the tournament gear has yet to show up. Oh, my. Well, it could be on sale. <laughs> Better be checking eBay. Might yeah, yeah. Deals on, uh, on that showdown gear. Have you seen Ted Cruz at the hotel? I know he was wanting to take a trip uh, earlier. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen ago. Ted, but okay. I have not seen Ted, but but if he's got an extra ticket, I'll, I'll go to Cancun. Well, you know, maybe, yeah, tell. maybe uh, you know, maybe a consolation prize there. If he's a little baseball, <laughs> little Six Flags. Uh. All right, folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence. We thank Brad Henderson for being with us. Uh, we thank Oxford Park Commission for coming along for the ride as uh, our 
partner. Be sure to check out our work at djournal.com. Click that drop down menu on the left. Scroll down to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State pages if you, uh, you like that, if you go that way. Uh, just watch the stories flow. Lots of good things there. We are on Facebook as well. Ole Miss discussion with Parrish Alford. Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow.